Welcome back to the Cross Games Podcast. My name is Jeff, and we are going to chat about some gaming environments today. No, not the in-game environments that we love to explore so much, but the real-life game environments, your game setup. So we'll talk a bit about what I used to do as a kid and what I like to do today. Let's get into it. You know, as ridiculous as it sounds, I feel like if you didn't have some experience with a short-length wired controller that required you to sit on the floor for your video game session, you miss just a little something. Uh, it's It's a slice of memorable nostalgia that has the habit of making, you know, somewhat uncomfortable instances, these grand memories that are certainly better in our head than they are in real life. So the TV setups when I was younger were generally a 19 to 20-something odd inch uh, tube TV that weighed, let's say, somewhere north of 30 pounds. And so, you know, I realize with all these stories, I'm dating myself here, but I would say that there were definitely bigger and smaller TVs out there. That's an obvious. But for the people that I knew, in my home experience, those sizes were were probably the average. And in most cases, wherever the family TV sat is where the Nintendo or Sega system lived. For my corner of the universe and the people I interacted with at school and uh, with family across the state, There was no TVs in every room, like a lot of homes today. There was no game rooms. Uh, There was one location. And if you had the opportunity to use the TV for gaming, that four-foot length of controller cord you had to deal with, (laughs) it really only extended to the floor right in front of you. Uh, So that's where we sat and where we laid squirmed around every 20 minutes because the floor was dang uncomfortable. Nonetheless, Goombas were squished, Master Swords were attained, and Contras were conquered, all while the floor was under our rump. It wasn't until I was a little bit older, maybe later in grade school age, that my environment possibilities began to evolve. Um, My Nintendo and Super Nintendo, which I did get after the rest of the planet acquired one, uh, they lived primarily in that family room, in in that, you know, sit-on-the-floor situation. But later in the years that I had the Super Nintendo, a room in our house became available to use, and this was my sister's room. She had gone away to college, and um, most of her belongings went with her. At this point in time, my dad had long surpassed the Commodore computers of old and had an entire desktop set up in a different part of the house. 
So the 13-inch monitor formerly used for the Commodore that had, you know, these composite and S-video inputs was free to use. So this was, this was a mono speaker, tiny screen. But the freedom it provided by not needing to have me fit in my time around the family TV needs, the portability of the smaller form factor, really a nice thing to have. So into my sister's room, that little monitor went uh, along with all my games and controllers, and it was excellent. Um, you know, the next upgrade was getting my arse up off the floor. Um, a buddy of mine who was also a floor dweller was the first one I want to say to cause me envy with, with his solution to that problem. So I, I went over one time and he had this overstuffed, huge beanbag chair, probably big enough for two people. But, I mean, this thing was prime time for one. So I looked at this, I sat in it, and I needed one. Stat. It was comfortable to sit in, comfortable to lay in. It took up some serious real estate, but beyond that, it was perfect. Once I acquired that, I was in business for long play sessions. I had the monitor... That bothered no one to use at any time, and the comfort to sit for long play sessions. It, it, I guess it seems silly in this day and age that finding somewhere to sit was something to spend time thinking about. But I point to the age in which this occurred. Uh, no internet, you know, no smartphones, no Google, no Amazon. You had sale papers. Um, and looking in stores to find stuff. Uh, and that's if your parents agreed to bring you. So, you know, friends setups and, and seeing things in other people's houses and, and stores, that was really all your, what you could look for. And when you found a good idea, you had to, you had to gravitate towards that and, and, uh, and hang on to it. So the idea of a game room never really occurred to me as a kid uh, because there was really no frame of reference for, for such a thing. It was, it was just the room where your system was. Uh, I don't think I ever thought about or considered something like a game room until basically until YouTube glamorized it for me. Um, I'll go into a whole segment on gaming in college. At the high level, uh, I didn't have one then. You know, I shared a room part of the time. And essentially, you could game on your PC. And when I had my own room, I didn't spend a lot of time on, on consoles, even though I had space for one. I, I mean, for the most part, people had them. But much of what was done was based around the PC that you had for schoolwork. Um, and, I, and I would say it's, it was not until... I was older, I had a bigger apartment, um, that I actually ended up with a room that wasn't designated for a specific person to use, um, that I could really build the environment, so to speak. And that really brings us 
into how I like to do things over the last handful of years. At the moment, um, I do have a room set aside for my games and any of my items that, that tie into the hobby. Um, this is not a room that I, I'll see as, as permanent, uh, but for the time being, it's a really nice, it's a, it's a nice privilege to have, um, have that space. So I try to set the stage for a comfortable environment before putting in a play session. And I'm really talking about times when I'm going to spend more than 15 or 20 minutes with something, not just, Hey, I got 10 minutes to kill before we go. Let me just, you know, do a level in Mario and that'll be the end of that. So if I do have that time coming up, I like to get things, you know, a little tidy before I get started. Um, there isn't usually a lot of clutter around there. There's not, you know, any reason for anybody to really go in there because the, the, the room is kind of set up for, for games. So it's, you know, there's not a lot of traffic around it, but I'll square away anything. Like if I had left some stuff out or whatever, some new items came in, I might, you know, clean that up a little bit. Uh, if it's a, if it's a cloudy day or, or, an, you know, an evening, I'll, I'll usually throw on some, some dim accent lights, you know, to, to help the eyes a bit. So it's not like pitch black and I, I'm staring at a bright screen. Um, food. I know a lot of people like to talk about food and drink in, in this kind of aspect, but food is not usually a companion. I would say when I'm, when I'm putting in a, uh, some playtime, it's, it's not to say that I won't dig into some sort of contained snack. Uh, something that's easy to, to devour without a lot of mess or hoopla. Um, M&Ms, I would say, are actually pretty clutch for this. But can't always have those. Uh, so eh, on the other side, apple slices or blueberries. If I'm on, you know, calorie conscious kick, I might do something like that. Uh, drinks, though, are a whole nother deal. Uh, love to have a drink nearby. And it doesn't need to be anything specific, just whatever's around. Uh, I know some of the gamers I've interacted with or, or watched over time, they usually bounce between, you know, soda or alcohol or energy drinks. Um, so just those specifically, alcohol is not a good vehicle for me. Um, so for something like this, it, it honestly makes me lethargic and tired in this environment because I'm, I'm generally very comfortable and, you know, I, I prefer to be playing, paying, you know, some, some close attention to the game and, and what I'm doing. So that doesn't, you know, usually the, I don't tie those two things together. I can, uh, get behind an energy drink. There is a select few types and brands that I like. Um, so if I have the opportunity or the potential, to be in a longer play session. Um, I might, I might crack into one of those, but I definitely try to limit those drinks a bit. Uh, I enjoy the, I enjoy the taste a little too much and anything more than, than once a while. It's, it's too much for my body. Um, it makes me feel crappy later. You know, I, it's not so much, you know, any kind of crash or anything like that because, um, I, I generally won't get very sugary ones. 
the ones I get are, are just, you know, it's usually low, lower sugar, lower calories, whatever. So that's not so much the problem. It's, it's, they're very acidic for me. Um, so while I can have them once in a while and be okay, it, you know, I don't feel great after. So I, I try to limit those. Coffee uh, is a staple though. Mostly, mostly in the morning, but early afternoon or an evening where I don't need to watch the clock um, and worry about, hey, I got to, you know, hit the hay. I got to get up early for, for work and this and that. Coffee works. Um, and, you know, I might, I might do an iced tea or uh, the occasional soda, but it's got to be ice cold. That's just, you know, that's just the way, that, you know, warm things need to stay warm, hot, you know, the cold things need to stay cold. So Yeti's good for that stuff. Uh, scent is another thing I make sure is, is cared for. And, you know, I think everyone's sensory makeup is sensitive to maybe that like this thing or that thing. And sound and, you know, scent and smells are, are where mine are. Um, so, so I'll often have a candle going. It just, it sort of enhances the, the comfortable environment for me. You know, if, you know, the room smells nice and, you know, it's a light scent is, but it's, you know, it smells clean or it smells, you know, like, a um, like baked goods or, or whatever, whatever the candle is. Um, you know, it just helps with that comfort aspect for me. Uh, I do have a recliner. In there, um, honestly, that, that could come or go. I'm not attached to it. As long as there's a comfortable place to kick back and I'm at eye level with the, the TV or the monitor, I don't, I don't use a particularly large TV. Um, so as long as I, you know, I'm at the, the same level, it's all good. It's all good for me. Um, I have a very nice quality TV. Um, I don't need a huge one and, and I, I'd like the size of it. Um, it's been a great gaming use TV, the one I have. So that's, uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's really the space I try to put myself in. It, get, it gets me relaxed, uh, attentive and, and ready to, to dive into what I'm. Since the last episode, I haven't really been playing much new. Um, I haven't had a lot of time. But I have definitely picked up a few games. Um, things that really that I found cheap or I had on my wish list on, on this site or another site that got intensely discounted. I picked up a, a few things there. Uh, one, of them, one of them is Doom for PS4. I think I got it for around $8 shipped. Which is a fair price on that game out there. Um, it seemingly had the right artwork. Uh, the case was wrong. Uh, it definitely seemed like a, a cheap replacement case. It wasn't the, it wasn't right sized or anything. It was a little odd. But when I spend short money like that, it can be disc only. I, I I'm really just looking to have the experience. Uh, that particular game was not one of anything you know I was looking forward to have as part of a collection or anything like that. So. When I saw it cheap, I just jumped on it. And honestly, if I'd seen it on a deep discount on a digital sale, I would have bought it digitally. So uh, I'm just happy to have it. So 
Uh, definitely be diving into that. Looking forward to it. The last Doom I played was on the Super Nintendo, I believe. It had a it had a red cartridge, which I thought was pretty awesome. Now, unfortunately, I don't no longer own that system. It, uh, I definitely remember that part of it, though. Um, be interesting to see if this one gets spooky on me. I think the Super Nintendo Doom it gave me the creeps in terms of getting slaughtered by fast enemies uh, that that shot out from like dark corners and stuff. It, you know. It's really not the same creeps that, you know, some other games have ha- given me. You know, there have been a couple couple games out there that just hit my nerves right. And I need to do, like, shorter play sessions to get through those. Uh, because they're so intense, you know. But, yeah, I, I don't foresee Doom doing that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they did with it. Um, I, haven't, I haven't, you know, read a lot of reviews or, or looked at it into a lot of things with it. So interesting to see what they did with the experience and really I, I mean short episode but that's all, that's all I want to cover this time around uh, hit me up on Twitter at cross games feed uh, let me know what kind of environment you try to put together when you play uh, does it even matter to you you know curious to see what your thoughts are and what you, what you guys are doing out there uh, life is a, a little crazy at the moment but I will tr- Certainly try to be back with you all soon, um, and and we'll get some more conversations going. I'm out of here. <laughs>